Whether you've been writing songs for years and you're ready to reinvigorate your songwriting for the year 2021, or if you're somebody who's wanted to get into songwriting for a while, but now that it's 2021, maybe you're talking about New Year's resolutions, you're saying, this is finally my year. I'm going to start songwriting. Regardless, I'm going to give you three big ideas on how to write songs in 2021. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of Songwriter Theory. My name is Joseph Vidala, which I do not say often enough, but that is my name. Happy to be talking with you today. Before we dive in, if you haven't already, be sure to download my free guide at songwritertheory.com slash free guide that tells you 10 different ways to start writing a song, gives you five ways from a lyrical standpoint, five ways from a musical standpoint. This will help you whether you are brand new at songwriting and you want different ways to get inspiration, or if you're somebody who's sometimes getting a little stuck in ruts with like, uh, I always just grab my guitar, play chords, and that's how I write songs. I write songs with the same process, and then because I write songs with the same process, my songs are starting to all sound the same or a little too similar. If that's your scenario, which, hey, no judgment here. We've all been there. If that's your scenario, then uh, that guide will be sure to help you. But today... We're starting our first week talking about how to write songs in 2021. Next week, we're going to talk about some tools that you can use uh, for songwriting in 2021 because, hey, there's a lot of technology out there. It can be really helpful for songwriters, so we're talking about that. Be sure to subscribe if you want to see that when that comes out. But for now, let's talk about the philosophical side of how to think through your songwriting, how to write songs in 2021. 21. Big idea number one. Magic is found by combining the new with the familiar. So I think where a lot of people go wrong is in this quest for unique. Unique doesn't really exist, right? Even the things that you think are truly unique aren't. They are things that borrow heavily from things that came beforehand, and they just tweak them in all the right little places so that it feels like a fresh take on something familiar, right? It's like there's a reason, for example, that all houses are generally rectangles, right? Sure, some of them have five levels and have sort of half floors, right? Split-level houses. Sure, some, you know, go for the whole sprawling ranch style where it's just one floor, but it's still like 4,000 square feet across. They don't bother to build a second floor. Whereas still other houses have tiny little floors, but somehow there's two or three of them, right? But For the most part, yes, there are some circular homes out there. Those do exist. I forget what they're called. They're called gyro something or uh, regardless. They're actually kind of cool. But for the most part, right, houses sort of all are very similar, are the same, right? Stories, right? We've talked before about pretty much every story has the like, you know, the intro and then it has rising action and it has a climax at a certain point in the story and then it has a resolution, right? All stories have that. Stories are generally not breaking out of that mold. That would probably not be a good thing. You know, even Star Wars. I love Star Wars. It's great. But it combined, part of what made it special is it combined the familiar, right? Somehow those characters feel real and grounded. It's still sort of this farm boy becomes war hero story we've heard before, right? It's a hero's journey, right? George Lucas based it on the hero's journey, which is 
very recycled concept, right? And it works, but it's given some freshness via all the cool extra things, right? Like Darth Vader looks cool. The Death Star is a new concept. The concept of the Force is, you know, a, a new type of magic system, if you will. It's not really a system, but you know what I mean. Lightsabers, right? This is a twist on the sword. Lightsaber is actually a great example, right? It's not, it's not really that different. It's just a sword that's made out of laser energy and it can, you know, not be there by hitting a button and, you know, it's not ignited, it's not like this crazy new weapon, right, that does unimagined things. No, it's basically a laser sword, right? So Fresh But Familiar is a really good place to aim. Even something like, for example, Billie Eilish right now is the thing that everybody like praises as this like totally different thing. It's not. She uses the same song structures as everybody else. Her lyrics aren't anything... That's a major departure from other pop music. It's maybe a little darker, sure. Um, but what she does bring to the table that does make her more unique, I'm resistant to the word unique because um, that implies like totally different. It's not really totally different. Is yes, the way she sings with the like whisper vocals is different. The way that Phineas, her brother, arranges some of the songs and stuff, they just use a lot of, you know, lower synth stuff and they don't really have instruments that conflict with her voice. That's a little different too. Um, but for the most part, it's not that different, right? They're using a lot of the same synths and instrumentation type things that other pop songs are using. Sure, Phineas throws in like the sound of a match being lit once in a while, but it's not like their synths are totally different than everybody else's synths, right? Like it's not that different. It's just those little changes that help make her very exclusively her, Billie Eilish, right? It's not some crazy departure from everything that's been known beforehand. So take the familiar and give your twist on it. But beyond that, we have enough fake cookie cutter music out there, right? There's so many songs where you know the artist doesn't believe a word they're saying or singing or rapping or whatever it is. And it's just produced garbage, right? And you may enjoy that and you may bob your head to it, but meaningful music that you care about, that you're going to listen to 20 years from now and say something other than like, oh, that was quite a bop, wasn't it? Or whatever wording people use these days. As far as memorable songs that will impact people, songs like WAP are not going to do that, right? Like nobody got some deeper meaning from that song. There's nothing real about that song. It's just meant for shock value, and that's exactly what it does. So in a world of cookie-cutter music, make something real, right? NF made a, a lot of waves and got really popular really quite fast over the last couple of years, largely off of his whole real thing. Like, real is a huge part of his branding, and you can tell there's a genuineness to his rap, right? If you see any interview or anything, he is him, right? And he doesn't, you know, pretend to be dealing with these mental illnesses that he doesn't have. Like, it's it, he has those things, right? And he talks about them. And he's real about those things. He says uncomfortable things, not just to make a splash, but he says uncomfortable things because that's real. He's being really him. And people attach to that, right? People who can relate to that, that are used to hearing it be sugar-coated or you know, maybe aren't used to hearing it at all, right? There's, especially comparing it to, say, pop music, 
most stuff out there is all this like delusional, like, I don't know. Oh, another love song, another so-and-so slept with so-and-so song, like, Ooh, so moving and deep and interesting. So, so this is, this is my second tip. People always want something real. That's never going to change, right? It will never go out of style to have a good movie. It will never go out of style to make a good painting, a meaningful piece of art. That is never going to go out of style. Some things will come in and out of style, like what synths you use in your song, and you know what what are the appropriate pop culture references or whatever. Which, by the way, don't put pop culture references in your songs, please. It, it instantly dates them. It sounds like it's just pop garbage. Don't do it. Okay, if you want to be a real songwriter, don't do it. Right? Like, you know, for example, you know, Miley Cyrus's Party in the USA, right? That whole thing is just littered with pop culture references. Oh, and a Jay-Z song is is on and uh, whatever the other artist she mentions, right? Like, it dates it. It's corny. It's crappy. Don't do it. That's not real, right? Like, that's just, you're just throwing a name out there so that either people remember it better or... I don't know, so that you get the attention of that artist so you can feature on their song later. I don't know, whatever it is. So be a first-rate you. And look, this isn't even about success in the sense of like, in theory, if you're here, I don't think any of us are have anything against being successful, right? Like if you told me, hey, would you like to be the biggest songwriter on the planet? I wouldn't say no to that, right? But... Success is so much more than that, right? If you can if you can be famous for your music, but your music is sellouty crap that you're not proud of, you're probably not going to be that happy with it. So what is success really? Well, success is being happy with what you're doing, right? Because as an artist, if you're not satisfied with what you're producing, you're just not going to feel that joy and pride in it, right? It's going to feel empty even if you have success you know, success, commercial success, but you've sold out, like that's not gonna, that's not gonna feel good to you on the inside as an artist. It just isn't. So be a first rate you. Don't be a second rate somebody else. Nobody cares or knows about the second rate Johnny Cash. Nobody knows or cares about second rate Michael Jackson or the Beatles or... Elvis, right? Like all of the artists that made it big or were known to be different, right? Which first of all, if you look into all of those artists, like it's the same story of like, well, it's not that different. They just adjusted it in just the right way. And and then they also got a little bit lucky and all of that, right? Like, it's not like the Beatles totally invented a a type of music. Like, no, they just adjusted just like everybody else. But Nobody knows or cares about second rate somebody else. So a mistake I see a lot of songwriters make is trying to be something. Don't try to be something. Be you, right? Like, it's fun for me to analyze how my sound was formed, right? Because I, at this point, it's pretty clear to me that I have a sound. It doesn't mean I don't break out of that sound sometimes. It doesn't mean I don't experiment. But there's a certain sound that I have. And it's cool for me to look at like, oh, I think I... You know, this 
artists sort of inspired this part of my sound and this part of my sound sounds a little bit like this artist I like. And, oh, that's interesting. Even though this is my favorite artist, here are all the things that I actually don't borrow from them. And that stuff's really interesting. But you shouldn't be saying, I like that artist. I'm going to be that artist, but different. No. Find what you are as an artist. Be a first-rate you. Nobody wants a second-rate Taylor Swift. I don't want a first-rate Taylor Swift, for that matter. Am I right, long-time listeners, long-time watchers? You, you know that's how I feel. Um, and it's okay if you don't feel that way. You can like Taylor Swift. It's fine. It's fine. You're allowed. But So that's my second tip. Be real. Be real. Be a first-rate you. Because the world's never had a first-rate you. The only thing unique about you is you. Right? Like, your income is not unique. Your instrument that you use is not unique. Your hair color is not unique. Your facial structure is really not that unique. Right? Like, you know, there's somebody out there that's a doppelganger, if you will, that, you know, looks somewhat like you. The only thing that's truly unique is yourself. All the combination of your experiences and your personality and the way you look at things and the way you feel things and the way that you respond to a breakup versus somebody else. All those little things are the things that come together to make you unique. The only thing unique about you is yourself. So be true to yourself with your music. Your uniqueness will come out. And that's really my best advice on how to find your sound. So that's tip number two. Third and final tip, use all the technological benefits around you. We're going to talk about this more next week, but look, so many times it seems like whenever in any form of art there's new technology, everybody's resistant to it, right? Auto 2 comes out and everybody says, oh, it's horrible, right? Instead of saying, well, it has its uses and it can be helpful. Um, and, and that's true of everything, right? Like how slow baseball was to finally have instant replay, right? Football implemented it like 40 years ago. I think 76 is the first game that the NFL used instant replay. And it's great, right? They're accepting some of the modern tools to help get it right. Now, advice for the NFL Next step, how it is we have 55-year-old dudes eyeballing where the ball was when somebody's knee hit the ground when we call it a game of inches instead of, I don't know, figuring out a way to put a computer chip in the ball so that you can know exactly where the ball was when the person was down. Like, exactly. So that we can get rid of the whole, like, they were clearly a yard short as we watch it in super slow-mo, but the old dude who was trying to eyeball it got it wrong and gave them a first down for free. How is that still a thing? Anyway, little soapbox, just, just say it. And I love the NFL, okay? But that and overtime. Overtime's broken. Fix it. Steal it from college. That's the one thing college does better than the NFL. Anyway, moral of the story, right, is, is baseball shows some of that resistance to like, there are beautiful tools out there to help you get it right. Why do you want to rely, in that case, on like a 60-year-old umpire's eyes watching a ball going 100 miles an hour? Why would you want to rely on that? In fact, why do umpires even exist anymore? Can't we computerize all of it? So like record while you write. 
right? Recording equipment now is cheap, and we're going to talk specifically more about that next week. But recording equipment is cheap. You can easily build a pretty decent studio for like 300, 400 bucks. Easily, certainly $500. You can get everything you need a mic, mic stand, a DAW, uh, your, your external audio card, right? An audio interface, all that stuff in really good quality, too. Also, use all the free synths that they're on the computer. Once I wanted a like music box kind of sound, right? Because I thought, oh, that's interesting. That's different. That's not in too many songs, especially songs of the the singer songwriter rock type genre that I I write in. Like, I love that sound. It's got that like eerie creepiness that I I kind of like. Um, but I don't hear it that much in songs. I downloaded a free one. Not like illegally free, just like somebody was nice enough to make a music box VST plugin, and I played around with it, and it helped inspire a song, right? There's a million free synths out there. Go download some, use your keyboard and, and, and you know, a, a MIDI cable that you can plug into your interface or whatever your scenario is. Honestly, if you just have a cell phone, I'm sure there are some apps you can download with these things. To use different sounds, right? Because we talk, we've talked before about different songs inspire you differently in the same way that when you sit at a piano, you're going to write something a little different than what you would write in front of a guitar. And whether it's an electric guitar or an acoustic guitar is going to make some difference. If you turn the distortion on your guitar amp or use a distortion pedal, you're probably going to write something different than clean guitar, right? Different sounds inspire us differently. Use the fact that the internet has infinite sounds, out there, right? And a lot of them are free. Uh, also with recording uh, software and, and the state of recording these days where, like I said, you can have a three dollars $400 studio easily. That sounds pretty good. It allows you to arrange your song as you write it, right? So instead of just, you know, writing your song as a singer-songwriter at the piano and then later you arrange it, you can actually make arranging part of your songwriting process and allow the sound of your song to evolve as you're arranging it. Right, because you may think it was a piano-based song, but as you come up with, I don't know, this synth riff or something, you're like, "Oh, just kidding! That's going to be the featured part of the song," and then it evolves in a totally different direction. Also, there's websites out there like Rhyme Zone for finding words that rhyme. Don't rely on your mind to find words that rhyme. That's how you end up with cheesy, horrible, overused rhymes like "night" and "light." Right? Like, ooh, never heard that before. People aren't rolling their eyes at that or anything. Uh, there's also websites out there to find like similar words, right? So if you want, if you want a song that's sort of, you know, it takes place on a beach and you want a bunch of words that, that evoke the feeling of like a beach and the sea and the ocean, there are websites out there for that sort of thing. There's synonyms, the super useful. So my third tip, go out and use online tools, right? There's no cheating in songwriting outside of stealing, right? There's stealing, but don't, but cheating isn't a thing. You can look up rhymes. You can use Google Drive so that you have access to your songs everywhere. You can just pull out your phone, right? Don't write on a piece of paper that you might lose because then your inspiration in your song is lost. Use your phone. Use Google Drive, right? You, you have that everywhere. You can have it on your phone. You can have it on your computer. The only time you're in trouble is when you don't have internet for that like two seconds a year that you don't have internet. So those are my three big picture things that I advise you to do and how to write songs in 2021. Let me know which of those is most helpful to you. 
in the comments below. Also, be sure to subscribe. Click the like button if you enjoyed this and if you got any helpful tips out of this. I appreciate all of you who have decided to watch this video, who have spent time with me today. If you are somebody who has been a listener or a watcher for the past year or more, I just want to say again how much I appreciate you for spending time with me each and every week talking about songwriting, thinking about songwriting. And hey, I just want to say thank you genuinely. Just not so much that you chose this video or this podcast, but the fact that you're dedicated enough to go out and write real music and go out and write music you can be proud of that are going to touch other people's lives, that can be self-therapy for yourself. The fact that you're dedicated to making good music enough to listen to a podcast or watch videos on songwriting says a lot about you. And I think that that is awesome. And for that, you deserve some credit. But as I say often, you have to actually go out and write. So before I talk to you next week, be sure to actually take some time and do some songwriting this week. So as I say, to close out all my emails, keep songwriting. Because uh, in case you haven't noticed, I used to say, instead of keep songwriting, I used to say, what was it? Uh, enjoy songwriting or happy songwriting, I think I used to say. Happy songwriting. And I realized, no, I don't want to say happy songwriting. Because ha songwriting isn't always happy. You might not be happy to be songwriting all the time, right? Like we don't enjoy, even the things we enjoy the most, we don't always enjoy doing. What people need to do is keep songwriting. Songwrite when you feel like it. Songwrite when you don't feel like it. Songwrite when you're busy. Songwrite when you have plenty of time. Don't just songwrite when you're happy to do it. Keep songwriting. Dedicate yourself to the craft of songwriting. So there's a little uh, info for those of you who may have wondered why I changed that. There you go. That's why. So keep songwriting, and I will talk to you next week.